you room for questions. So here we go. It's, I believe it's page 54. Let's see, yeah, page, page 54 on Reagnostics. One second, I'm getting a bit warm here. Okay, so imagine, imagine life without faith. Were nothing left but pure reason, it wouldn't be life. But we believed in life, of course we did. We could not prove life in the sense that you can prove a straight line is the shortest distance between two points, yet there it was. Could we still say the whole thing was nothing but a mass of electrons created out of nothing, meaning nothing, whirling onto a destiny of nothingness? Of course we couldn't. The, the electrons themselves seemed more intelligent than that, at least so the chemist said. Hence we saw that reason isn't everything. Neither is reason, as most of us use it, entirely dependable. Though it may emanate from our best minds, what about people who proved that man could never fly? Yet we had been seeing another kind of flight, the spiritual liberation from this world. People who rose above their problems, they said God made these things possible and we only smiled. We had seen spiritual release, but like to tell ourselves it wasn't true. Actually, we were fooling ourselves, for deep down in every man, woman and child is the fundamental idea of God. It may be obscured by calamity, by, calamity, by pomp, by worship of other things, but in some form or other it is there. The faith in a power greater than ourselves and miraculous demonstrations of that power in human lives are facts as old as man himself. We finally saw that faith in some kind of God was a part of our makeup just as much as the feeling we have for a friend. Sometimes we had to search fearlessly, but he was there. He was as much a fact as we were. We found the great reality deep down within us. In the last analysis, it is only there that he may be found. It was so with us. We can only clear the ground a bit. If our testimony helps sweep away prejudice, enables you to think honestly, encourages you to search diligently within yourself, and if you wish, you can join us on the broad highway. With this attitude, you cannot fail. The consciousness, the consciousness of your belief is sure to come to you. Uh, so with that, I'll pass it over to you, Paul. Well, thank you, Rich. And good morning, everyone, or wherever. Good afternoon, good evening. Uh, I'm a very grateful um, member of our community. Yeah, these people, you know, they were 100, I think, they were 100 people that were working on the big book, supposedly, with Bill W., the primary writer of it. And they were just going based on their own experience. And their experience was something did for them what they could not do for themselves. And no human power was able to do that in their own experience. And so they're just singing the virtues of what they see as how the relief occurred, which was they gave up reliance on self to some level and started to at, at least make a decision to rely on something else and miracles ensued. So they're putting that out there. Now, 
Do you ever see like when someone finds, they discover something and then they make it open source or they make it publicly available? So in a way, this thing happened the way it happened for many of them, but they basically made it open source. They say you could have a, a, a higher power of your own understanding. It doesn't have to be based on our understanding, but we're going to share our understanding about it. Yeah, But basically, we're not demanding that you have the same understanding, have it, whatever understanding you have about what's going on, but please, you know, please put a, uh, put aside contempt prior to investigation and just try the program or the design for living. Yeah. So they were emphatic about what they believed, how it worked, which was this reliance on something greater than self, but they didn't demand it from people. They opened the door. They told us the truth for them. And they'll said, they said, Hey, listen, we know, but a little, you're going to find out about how it's going to work for you. So let's not make it a stumbling block, but we're not going to deny that we believe what they would call God or a higher power has changed our lives. And we allow that, that change to continue by accepting a design for living and to live sober a day at a time. And so we can get in the habit of being sober, but then no one's checking anyone's papers when they come in. Yeah. You're going to find your own, way but they they shared what it how they saw it which is great yeah now you may not see that you may believe or not have any belief in anything as a higher power and just believe in nature or, or whatever and it doesn't matter if you do what we do and go where we go you're probably going to get a result similar to the result we have yeah now uh but they're not going to deny how they feel it worked for them. So they shared it and here you are. So for some of us, I sort of agree with it. My feeling in, in this experience I've had over 35 years is I'm very clear that the system I was relying on, let's call it self-centeredness, is a very myopic system. And in my case, it had failed. It wasn't working. Yeah. When I relied on it, it made my life quite unmanageable. Yeah. And because it's not managerial quality. And it, this was obvious, so freaking obvious. I don't have any argument with it. Yeah. And I do not see this as about uh, making self centeredness better. I don't. I feel it's a relief from self centeredness. I do not believe, I believe. Most of my life, I was trying to be relieved as Paul instead of relief from Paul. And this is what AA pivoted my life on. It changed that main directive of Paul getting relief to getting relief from Paul. And it works in my case. Now, if it doesn't for you, that doesn't for you. This is a subjective event. You know, some people have the highest regard to AA and other people hate it. Yeah, because again, the subjective experience is going to override everything here. So it's you're going to make it what it's going to be for you. You you are going to make the program of AA what it's going to be for you. Yeah, if you have no interest in it, maybe this big book will be a, a door stopper. Yeah, you'll use it to fucking put something, you know, to block the door from closing. That's its that's its utility to you in that certain condition 
other people read this book and get a whole lot out of it. And it's a living book for them. What is it? Is the book a living book or is it a doorstopper? It make, it's going to be what we make it to be. Yeah. And I hope you've had enough failure in this life being led by your head that maybe you'll, maybe you can see that it, it seems novel, but nothing else has worked. I've been trying to get relief as Paul most of my life since about six years old. How about relief from Paul? And this is the program. Perhaps there's a better way, trusting the infinite rather than finite self. So we're getting relief from finite self. That's it. Yeah. Not relief for finite self. I hope. Yeah. Because, oh, man. What does finite self do with relief? It demands more. Yeah. So maybe there's a modicum of relief when you shoot Coke for about five minutes and then, then it demands more. So then you shoot Coke. If you've ever done any drug, usually the interval between when you take it gets shorter and shorter. So you snort and then you snort something in 15 minutes, then it's 10 minutes, then it's five minutes, then you don't leave the coffee table. You're just trying to snort it all the time. This is what happens when self tries to get relief from self, it wants more because it doesn't fucking work. Yeah. What person here went to the temple of cocaine and gave infinite gratitude to cocaine for bringing a, an incredible result to their lives? I have been so satiated with joy through the use of cocaine. I sing your praises forever. No. It doesn't work that way. Why? Because we're trying to get relief for the thing we'd like to get relief from. This is the dilemma. This is the dilemma. This why addiction, it's like water that can just jump from stream to stream. It can be food. It can be drugs. It can be money. It can be sex. It can be this. It can be that. It can be sainthood, it can be sinnerhood. There's a claiming or an identification that occurs with whatever we do. You see it. People put on a jacket for a football team and they get a sense of identification. Now, everyone on that professional football team does not know that person, but they're yelling in the crowd, we're kicking their ass, we're kicking their ass, when in fact they're not kicking their ass. They're identified with the team that's kicking the other team's ass. So this, this drive to have identification is very, very strong. Yeah, they call it tribalism, nationalism, whatever. It's just built in there. And this, this starvation to identify is just looking for things to identify with. You don't, you, do you believe there's no pride in drug addiction? in your little circle of drug addicts? Of course there is. There's the per people that can't take the tweak. They look under the window, the door, through the curtains. You don't wanna be with them for long. Then they're the ones that can handle their tweak and they're, they're held in high regard in this little world. They are. It's just going on, same, same. So do you want relief from Paul or do you want, or are you, or is the head called Paul demanding relief for itself.
Do you want relief from that demand or do you want to keep feeding the beast? It's just basically that's the way it goes. And the program of AA, God or no God, recognizes the dilemma we're in and provides a way out a day at a time to a point where the problem will not exist for you, which to me is a high, high, high level of success, man. That is a super high level of success where that problem that was ruining your life does not exist for you today. What more else do you want? Oh, I want this, I want that. Jesus Christ. Start the day with, you know, I don't know how you start the day. Maybe gratefulness would help. And then you'd go, just go on your business. Yeah. Do you realize that with you don't do better without a purpose? Without a purpose, you go fucking nihilistic. So get a purpose. What is AA? The 12th step is an agenda. The agenda is, okay, why don't you try to help people achieve this society, sobriety? You know what I mean? And go out there and just be of use for once. Yeah. If you don't have a purpose, there it's built in in the 12th step. That's the, that's it. After having a spiritual awakening, get on with it. Be available to others that could use a spiritual awakening. Yeah. What about me? Yes. What about you? I believe if you can see it as foreign, you'll lose interest in your agenda and you allow an agenda that bet, puts you to best use for yourself and others. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that when I was, I had no money and I have a ravenous pit and I needed something and I don't like alcohol that much. I want some drugs. I want narcotics. So I'm in that condition. Did you ever believe I was thinking, oh, I'm going to be sharing at a meeting on Zoom on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 1030 in the morning. I never even started a day till after one o'clock in the afternoon. 10.30 in the morning was null and voided. There's no, unless I'd been up all night. That's the only time I've ever saw the day, the daybreak was if I'd been up all night. Yeah. So just know life is using us. Don't you see? And I'd have to admit life, life running the show makes life look a whole lot better than when Paul's running the show. I do not see Paul as me. I see it as a foreign idea. Really, I do. And therefore, I can be free from it. If I keep taking it to me, I can only look at life as trying to be free as it. Don't you see? If you're in the act of being identified with it, you can't see the possibility of being free from it unless you kill yourself or something like that. You can't see it. It's not available. So now you're bonded to self and you're, you're like the messenger boy that has to get relief for it. And it takes us down some fucking heavy duty roads attempting to get relief for it. You kiss so much ass, you demoralize yourself. You're in a pitiful, incomprehensible state. And yet it demands more and still there'll be more. All your civilizing may not civilize that, yeah? I see it as something foreign to me. 
And it's given me relief from the past because I do not believe I chose to do the shit I did to people. I don't. And I made all my amends. And after making the amends, I looked at the inventory and I should see, I saw something else's role in it. And it was called self in our vernacular. And then the emphasis was on self, not on me. Yeah. And I saw that which has defeated me as something foreign and the possibility I can be free from it if it ain't me. And that explained why I had constantly tried to be free as it. And that's the form of bondage I was in when I'm sober or when I'm using. Yeah. So here I am. Here we are. I'm going to be here every fucking Tuesday or Thursday. I don't see there's any other point to go anywhere unless you get clear about this. I do. I truly have belief in it. Now, you may not have belief in me, and I wouldn't if I were you either. But I don't believe this is me talking. I don't. I believe something came through, made something very, very clear, that if I don't see this, I'm going to be looking from it. And I'm tired of looking from it. Yeah, And I've had a great relief by seeing it, it prevents the situation of being looking from it because I am really tired of the results that that brings. Truly, I'm tired seeing it in others now where I was super tired seeing it in myself. I, I'm tired of seeing it in others. I am, yeah, I am. I am tired of meeting Bill and talking with alcoholism. I am tired of meeting Shelly and talking to alcoholism. I'm tired of meeting Ted and talking to alcoholism because Ted isn't seemingly there. Jim ain't there. Bill ain't there. What I hear is alcoholism. Yeah, and I've heard it before. Yeah. I have met tons of people, but I actually truly have only met a few people. I mostly meet alcoholism. I do. It talks just like every other alcoholic. It thinks just like every other alcoholic, and it acts just like every other alcoholic. And it overrides the uniqueness of Bill and Ted and Jim to the point that I haven't met Bill or Jim or Ted. I haven't. You can tell in the first minute or two if you're speaking with someone. Who you're speaking with or what you're speaking with. Yeah. Don't you see it? Something has taken us over. It's protected by the extreme self-centeredness. We only, we can't imagine that something could be more powerful than us. It is. It's called you. <laughs> That's what's playing God. Yeah. If someone yells fire and they keep yelling fire, the fire must not be fucking out. Yes? This guy talks about the same thing. Exactly. I, that's fantastic. It's a huge compliment. Because I don't, I humbly believe if you don't see this act of being identified as what you're not, you're going to be living from the act of being identified as what you're not. Yeah. And all your uniqueness will be clouded by a commonality of what has defeated us. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Has any real addict surprised you over the years? 
after a few years of going to meetings, you've heard any, everything, you know, it's just, this, it's, it's just, forget about it. I mean, I remember this guy asked me to be a sponsor. I was only about two years sober or something. And he had a big black eye and everything. And I said, well, I, I'll consider it if you tell me how you got the black eye. So he said, all right, well, I robbed my roommates. So to, to hide that that thing, I gave my, I hit myself with an iron in the face to look like I got hit by the burglar after I robbed all my roommates. I said, all right, let's work the program. This <laughs> is just, uh, I mean, seriously. If something doesn't have you, I mean, when are you going to notice it? I mean, it's I mean, it's much easier truly to notice it in the past by doing an inventory, by taking your life and seeing your role in it. You're going to see something else's role in it. You are when you get to the fourth column and see your role in your life, you're going to see something else's role in it. And I we call it self. Yeah. And you're going to truly see what has defeated you with the hope that you'll see it before it defeats you now. That's one of the great values in the past. <clears throat> what you learn about the past can be applied in the present, which may be very difficult to apply in the present. But by seeing it in the past, you can have eyes or glasses to see it now before it fucking gets to be a category five. You can see the tropical storm build, yes? And hopefully, if, you're, if you see the incredible efficiency of this program, you will bring what you see, the step six and seven. And you'll ask that power that has got you sober and keeps you sober to rearrange or reconfigure how you seem to have been built, yes? I'm entirely ready. Yeah. Just whatever you're seeing before it fucking becomes you, I'm entirely ready for this, whatever it may be, to be re reconfigured. Because energy can't be destroyed, but it can be changed. It can be formed in a different manner. And I believe that's the job of the higher power. Yeah. I turn my will and my life over to the care of a higher power. And then I see what my will and life looks like in about three months or six months. And I come to a maybe a begrudging recognition that something is doing a better job with it than I, quote, I do. And hopefully maybe you see the I is not you sooner or later. Yeah, you are not the GPS that's directing your life. You are not that GPS. You are not the GPS that's directing this life. You can be directed by something else. You're gonna have, you're gonna be used. It doesn't say the only employer, it says the new employer. Having a new employer implies you were under an old employer and to be employed means to be used. So basically whatever you think, you're gonna be used in this life. Yeah, emotions are going to come through and use you. Thoughts are constantly being used to drive or direct you, constantly by the by where the problem resides in the head. The thoughts held as yours are truly a force of direction. 
It wants her to bring you into a state manufactured in what's not happening to override the possibility of what's happening now. That's bondage. That is fucking clear, simple bondage. And that is the, the definition of playing God. The old employer is playing God. Yeah, the new employer has recognized something. Yeah, and then the God, the real God steps in, whatever you want to call it. And then you see that which is playing God is not you. You lose interest in it. And something else now has your interest and that interest is being played or being used by God or a real juice. Yeah. I think that's the better way, trusting the infinite rather than finite self. Both cases, it's you trusting, yeah? So what is it that you're trusting right now? Are you trusting the finite self? Are you listening to your head? Or are you listening to spirit, let's say? It's one or the other. You can actually live a day at a time as if the problem does not exist for you. That is not a far-fetched promise. It's in the book. It's an effect they, they experienced. <clears throat> that they, the problem did not exist for them anymore. That's fucking incredible. So, yeah. I don't know what we read. Oh, yeah, it was uh, out of We Agnostics. It's all great. Yeah. The book is unbelievable. I mean, I've never had a book that captured me so intimately in the before stage and now in the after stage. Every effect that they have described, I have intimately experienced of the relief from bondage of self and all of the bondage of self they described, I have intimately lived under. Yeah. No other book has been that concise and that clear about really the summation of this life. So, <clears throat> yeah. This, we're not talking about not drinking. One of the things we're talking about is being relieved from the past. Because if you believe you were the doer of all that shit that happened while you were under the influence, you're carrying around a guilt and a shame that's like 40 years old, or for me, 36 years old. When are you going to drop that bag? People make amends and they still feel guilty because they believe they were the doer of it. They make the amends, they get some relief, but the real relief is not attainable because they're bonded to the idea of being the doer, of no matter whatever has happened through me, I did it. I don't believe that. I believe you and I get taken over and are used for transportation quite a lot, yes? I don't believe you can blame the car for the bank robbery. I don't. I do not believe that. And I wish some people would just start seeing it. It's such a simple relief, but it's profound to be relieved from the bondage of the past. It is. 
you do your amends, you see your role in it, then you see something's other role in it. And now you made the amends, but what's accountable for it is self. Yeah. And self is not you. Yeah. 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 So uh, thank you, Rich. Yeah, thanks, Paul. Yeah, if you've got any questions for Paul, just raise your virtual hand. Can I just say one thing, Rich, here? Sure, yeah. Right here, page 54, the thing where you started. Imagine life without faith. <clears throat> so if you imagine life without faith, what will present that imagining, it, there's faith in it. So there's faith in that which would be imagining what it would look without faith. There's still fucking faith. I know what you mean. Like, um, like, cause it talks about electrons and things like that. Um, and I very much used to think like that in a very deterministic way. And I very much had faith that I was nothing but a load of basically chemical reactions. And what a sad, what a sad existence. That we'll believe in that and everything we just enter. That's why but I not mean, in, in you know, a very nihilistic way. Yes. See, this is why a lot of stuff doesn't work because you can explain it atomically and everything like that. The subjective experience overrides everything. Yeah. You don't feel like you're an atom. You don't. You're not believing you're, you're following the trajectory of an electron. You just don't. You feel like you're a fucking thing that has free will, that's doing this and doing that, that has an ultimate concern for itself with a certain modicum of concern for others, especially a biological connection like a, a child and stuff. And you're basically walking around trying to make things, you know, get what you want, not lose what you have. Yeah. So when they break you down, well, you're just empty space. You know, the head, you know, sounds great, but it doesn't stop. It doesn't change any behavior in the next second. It doesn't. Yeah. You know, the physicist, the physic, the physicist can know there is no world, but still gets mad at the paper boy missing his porch on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't, the knowledge of shit doesn't change shit. But knowledge of self is valuable, not self-knowledge. Knowledge of self is extremely valuable because if you have knowledge of self, you're going to see its foreign tendencies. You're going to see it's not of you. You are. You're going to see it's a fucking idea running amok. Yeah. You will eventually. Or you're going to live a life thinking you hate yourself or you're your own worst enemy. I do not believe that at all. I do not believe you're, you're two warring factions. I don't. I believe there's a foreign pathogen that's using you for transportation, and it has a very complicated self-centered camouflage that you end, up, you end holding all the bags. And one of the ways we deal with that is denying, disassociating, fucking, yes. We cope with an uncopable situation and we don't cope well. 
Yeah, because we we're relying on the situation that has defeated us to to stop defeating us. It doesn't fucking work. Yeah. Yeah. It's a subjective event. Didn't you haven't you heard at meetings where people come in and they talk about the worst thing that ever happened to them? Yes, on and on and on. And then one day they finally get it. Now they're sober for a year and a half and they realize that was the best thing that ever happened to them. Now, what the hell was it? Was it the worst thing and then transform somehow into the best thing or was how you were looking at it? Yeah. When you were looking at it one way, it looked like the worst thing. Now you're looking at it another way. It was the best thing. Yeah. Yeah. This is called a subjective experience. The basic format is you're playing God. The system is playing God all day because it's making shit up. Yeah. This is why it's difficult when people say trauma is the cause of all this shit. Well, to some people, dropping a glass of red wine on their white rug is a traumatic experience because it's the subject giving it the meaning. The, tra- the event isn't the trauma. It's the one who's having the event is the traumatic situation. Yes? There's, I don't know if people have ever been heard or been introduced to a thing called the Course of Miracles. A lot of people end up getting introduced to it in recovery, I find. Well, in the Course of Miracles, they go in, go to great lengths to to describe what's happening here perceptually. And one of the lessons they have in their course is lesson two, and it's a very simple statement. It says, you and I give everything all the meaning it has. Wow, that's an incredible statement. So in the act of this day, you and I are that which all meaning is coming through to give to other things we meet. Yes? Yeah? Yeah. So you and I are giving everything all the meaning it has. So when self is running that show, you see a lot of threats when there aren't any. Yes? So now you're in a a high alert of anxiety, but there's no threat really. Or you see a lot of threats and you resent them. Yeah. And then you... The resent, you have a, 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 let's say, a hierarchy of resentments in the past, which you just, you relive every day. Yeah. So this fucking event is now reminding me of that event. And I resented that person. And I'm resenting this person. You don't see it. We're having a very commonly shared experience of addiction yet we're reacting to it very subjectively. And this is why they say, the, you know, one of the people, you know, they're extremely obsessed with self, but they don't think so. Exactly, yes? You know, how many people do you know that have diseases who are the last ones to find out they have the disease? Yet in the, the addiction, in the mental addiction of alcoholism, isn't that the case? The alcoholic is usually the last person to finally admit they're the alcoholic. Everyone who's met them know they're alcoholics. 
Yeah, in like five minutes. But why is it so unbelievably they're out to lunch? Because something has taken you over. It has you living for the parasite as the parasite at the expense of the host. And you, being identified as a parasite, cannot get out of the parasite. This is self cannot get out of self. What you call the good part of the parasite cannot escape the bad part of the parasite. Self can't get out of self. Maybe, just maybe, your relief is based on you're not in it, not your attempts to get out of it all day, but that you're not in self. Maybe. Yeah. I believe that's the case. Yeah. So the relief is before the drive to get relief. You're relieved of that drive to get relief. You are. Yes. It's awesome. And you'll see the difference of trying to get relief from Paul or as Paul. It's a huge difference, huge. One works, one doesn't. One doesn't work so well that it forms addictions. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. All right, well, I just put it, you know, that's all I can say. I just, you ready for, you ready for I, a couple of questions? Yeah. I'll free actually. I thought I won myself, but I'll um yeah, first was uh Chris B. Chris, if you'd like to mute yourself. Hey, thank you, Rich. Hey Paul. Um I guess my question is <clears throat> I think someone else had a similar question. How do we I mean I really get that like you're gonna be driven by something, whether it's the finite or the infinite is the is the question. But how do we know which it is? Because sometimes it seems kind of unclear, like one motivation all right, all right. might mask another one. All right. So let's say both things ring a bell. So a bell is going to be rung. And after a while, you're going to, re you're going to recognize how one bell sounds different than the other bell. Yeah. There will be mistakes made, but sooner or later, you're going to have an intuition that's going to be relied upon. It talks about it in the big book. Yes? <clears throat> yeah. So this is what happens. <clears throat> they both ring a bell, but the sound of the bell is different. And in time, over time, you're going to recognize the sound of the bell. Yes. That's as simple as I can put it. So the and then the thing is, you lose interest in the one who wants to know if it's the right sound or not. You lose interest in that. I mean, True. is it is it? Are there certain like sort of kind of fundamental patterns? Like if it's clear that it's like a like a fear based thing, then they, it's probably they be, certain things will accompany it. Yeah, so if the self is what's ringing the bell, it leaves its own fingerprints. And then if it's the other thing ringing the bell, it doesn't leave fingerprints. So after you see, yeah, if you come to understand things. This is, we're not two levels below a coconut. We're awake. Yeah, we are based on an awareness, even though you think you may be thinking you're based on a body, but you're based on awareness. 
that awareness is not sullied at any moment. It's usually just unsuspected. Yeah, yeah. So you start relying on it. Hey, it's how, you know, my dog has no uh, fear of me pretty much because I've never whacked it or beat it up or anything. Yeah. So it, or my cat who's afraid of everything else is not afraid of me or Amelia. Yeah. But it's a very worried about everything else. Why? It learned not to be afraid. It started with the fear of us, just like it had with everyone else. But over time, it realized now we're not out to get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it finds a lot of affection from a very small, uh, there's only two people that it finds affection from, Amelia and I. Yeah. So it's learned. So it came up right this morning. I've moved my finger to its head. It would have ran if it was anything else, but it doesn't move at all because it's me. Did, that, did it know that or has it learned it? It's learned it. Yeah. So yes. This is what happens. It describes it in the book. You know, when you first realize this power is coming through you, you may make silly proclamations or do things that, and then you'll find out and you'll get more clear about it. This is the yeah. point. Yes. But if you're to... hearing one bell, you're not having any fucking option. I want to tell a quick little worst day, best day anecdote. My nephew just got his driver's license and his mom, single mom, scraped up, you know, a few thousand dollars and bought him a car. And uh, to, to, first day he drove it, he was stupidly like eating oatmeal while driving and he crashed it and totaled it. So it's like the week after Christmas. And it's like, dude, I feel bad for you, but it's totally your fault. What happened is the insurance company paid back more money than she paid for the car. <laughs> They valued the loss higher. And then a friend of mine who's a mechanic was like, oh, I, I just got this car that I use as a loaner that I'm now selling t t twice as good a car as the first one. And so now it's like a week later, he's, he's got a much better car for, you know, just All because right. of that crash. <laughs> All right. So this is when he, they're talking about you may do some insane things. All right. An insane thing was would be him running in crashing the second car with the expectations <laughs> he's going to get a better car and so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah. He's, not, he's not doing that. Um, he could do that possibly, and then he'll find out that it's not yeah. fucking working. So yes, yeah. there is a point. <laughs> right. Thank you, Paul. What do you think? We may be completely desensitized, but many of us realize it looks better with me being sober than it doesn't. So you may be, you've been, you have been frozen out of not able to have a viable relationship with another person. You basically may be like an ice cube in an ice tray. And yet still after a few months, you're going to fucking, some information is going to come in that something is working better than it was working before. <laughs> it just, yeah, it's just going to come. You're going to know for sure. <laughs> Just like the dog knows, that person that kicks me and punches me, no bueno. That person that pets me and is nice to me, bueno. It's not. <laughs> Honestly, I think when I'm I, when I'm asking that question, how can you tell? I actually think I really can tell. I just want someone to validate it. 
because it's kind of so obvious because lately I've been trusting the infinite with certain things, basically like, oh, it didn't go the way I wanted, but I don't know, maybe something else will happen and then something else does happen. And That's I'm, right. And I'm not like over-preparing like I used to do and thinking I can control everything and then getting surprised when I can't. So well, I think I actually know, but I want someone to like really tell me really tell me it's really okay to trust the infinite well yeah well i will if you want i don't care (laughs) you you have been i know yeah i don't care if you think uh you want permission from me go ahead my son okay yes uh, the thing is it says you're gonna learn you can face life successfully Yeah, yeah so that system that was leading you down the road of perdition, you are going to learn that you now can face life successfully with something else leading you. This is this is the. Uh, it's almost too good. This is life. This is how you learn in a lot of ways here. Yeah? yeah. And then hopefully in AA, you came in. You couldn't learn from you. You couldn't learn from others. You couldn't learn, and now you have advanced to a point where you can learn from others. And when I hear people sharing from alcoholism about alcoholism, I have a strong distaste for that, not for the person, but for that, which is being pronounced yet incredibly strong. So I can learn from others a lot. Yeah, I can. I haven't been fighting, drinking and using for 35 years, but I can go to a meeting and I can learn a whole lot without having to go through a whole lot. Yes. Yes. So this is these things. Recovery progresses. The 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 headspace that you're sharing about right now may not be the headspace in a year from now. Because the headspace is gonna is getting altered. Yeah. Your mental landscape. The mountains that it would keep pronouncing are going to be made, are going to be seen as molehills. Yeah. And what's going to take up, what's going to occupy the most space is not the mental mountains, but the space. Yes. The spaceness of us. Yes. Which, which is incredibly inviting because everything, everything that appears in the sky does not affect the sky. Yes. Space is the greatest, the warmest receptor because anything can come and appear in it. When you got everything full of shit, that's what you're going to have is shit. Yeah. Yes. So thank you. This is an incredible program, be it a day at a time or 35 years. It has given people their life back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah my, it has. Yeah. Unbelievably. And it has been completely successful in most cases. Now, the length of the person may not be, but it has provided most people the experience of being restored to sanity concerning the insanity that precedes the first drink. It may not have lasted for eight years, but it did. It was there. It has delivered the fucking goods. That was the promise of recovery. Yeah. To have us restored to sanity concerning the insanity that precedes the first drink, not all your other insanity, the insanity that precedes the first drink. And I'll tell you, man, it has delivered the goods. Now, it gives a lot of people a chance. What the, 
what happens with that chance, who knows? But it has given a lot of fucking people where there wasn't a chance. So it has delivered beyond any imagination the goods. Yeah. Then everyone, but I'm insane about this. That's not what they were concerned about. They were concerned about what led you to a drink because this is about not drinking in a lot of ways. It's not about stopping drinking. That's what you have to do if you've been drinking. It's about not drinking. Yeah. Thank you very much. And now you're in the habit of being sober instead of the habit of being drunk. Yes. Yes. And just how hard it was trying to change that habit of being drunk. It's sort of like that with the sober because uh, I have many, many days over and over and over again as if the problem doesn't exist for me. It's basically what I call my basic condition in life now. The problem does not exist as me. It doesn't. It's just, I'm, it just day in and day out, I've been given the, rele- the reprieve, the daily reprieve based on a spiritual condition. I don't believe a spiritual condition is my condition. I believe it is the condition. I believe the condition of all of us is spirit. I do. I don't want my spiritual condition because that's been framed by a mental idea. I want I I want to see I'm not a mental condition and then I find I am a spirit. Yes. That's how it's worked with me. Yeah. I am not trying to maintain a spiritual condition. I'm not. What gets maintained is a loss of interest in a mental condition, which is where the problem resides. I've just lost interest in that fucking thing that wants to play GPS. I have. I just don't care. Yeah. Yeah. It's great, man. The great relief is a loss of interest in that which wasn't able to bring relief. Yeah. It's just a complete loss of interest in it. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. Yeah. Profound. I've got uh, there's another question for you from Irene. If you'd like to unmute yourself. Yeah. Hi. Um, well, wow. I'm I'm just uh, trying to to understand it all and stuff. And um, I, I'm just re- very grateful because I was I was um, I, I not, did not drink. I was in AA and sober without drinking and working the steps and doing the things and uh, for 16 years. And then um, I allowed self to take over again, I guess, but one say it like that, or it took over again and I went back out and I drank again for a few years. And I've been back now for eight years and uh, I'm, I'm most grateful and uh, that, you know, I was, uh, that, that I was allowed to come back, that I made it back, whatever, you know. Um, mm. But my question is really, um, when you mentioned the cause of miracle, I remembered something and I, I had started doing those exercises. And, you know, when you said that we give the things meaning and it was like, you know, you looked around that this is a chair and this is that. And I had this experience 
that you know i just really realized that i'm that you know the meanings come from me you know mm. you know that i call this yeah. thing here a, a shrunk or a cupboard or whatever you know and anyhow and it was really scary to me what was that i i don't you know it was really it the scared truth. the shit out of me <laughs> <laughs> it was the truth yeah yes it's the truth in what the statement implies. You and I are giving everything all the meaning it has. It's a daunting revelation. Yes, yeah. because, you know, my whole world would, you know, it's like I give up the meaning and then it, it's a choice. You know, it, it may not have the meaning that I've been giving it for so long, you know, and yes. somebody yes. else gives it a different meaning, you know, and so... It was it was scary, but also thanks for reminding me of that. Well, listen, check this out. So it says in the big book, we manufacture our own misery, yeah, which I don't believe. Mm. But we are manufacturing stuff, let's say meaning. So we are a manufacturer of meaning. Not Paul. Paul is a very, very darkly tinted uh, injection into everything else when it's coming through. Self-centeredness, yes? So you and I are a manufacturer of meaning, let's say. And just like I don't believe we manufacture our own misery, I do not believe we manufacture the meaning. I believe we are, we are how meaning is directed in this world is through us, but I do not believe we're giving it the meaning. I believe there's two options and AA breaks it into finite self or infinite. So either the infinite's giving the meaning through you or the finite self is giving the meaning through you. Yes? Now, when the infinite is giving the meaning through you, it doesn't mean it's one or the other. It means there's more interest in one or the other because you're going to get both of them served. Mm -hmm. The obvious one to hear is the self, self's meaning, yes? Because it's got a loud megaphone. It's talking in our heads, yeah? yeah. The infinite is speaking from a silence, so to speak. So you, you need to have another way of hearing it, yeah? Which I hope recovery helps with. But basically... Awesome. Cost We're going to, yeah, something is going to use our manufacturing to give meaning to things. Now, which one is it? And the meaning that's going to be given is going to be based on where our faith is. If faith is in the finite self, we're going to be given the meaning of life from self. If faith is in the infinite, we'll now have the meaning of life being described to us from an infinite point of view. Quite different, mm -hmm. eh? Yeah, yeah. So that's how I see it, literally. Okay. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. But that's great, and I really love that because uh, obviously you can't change everything. Yeah. Some people are in a situation, they live somewhere, they don't have the money to move and stuff like that. So how can we change the meaning of things without changing the things? Well, obviously on us, yeah? Yeah. So if we're like the spigot of where the meaning's coming from, and it seems like 
there's no hot water. It's all cold fucking water. So we need to get something, which is the program, to sort of access the hot so we can have a certain sense of the difference between hot and cold. Because no matter how hot you say the cold water is, it's a fucking cold slap in the face when you put cold water in your face. So it's you're making up shit you don't believe, but you don't know any better. But here we've got a flavor we can feel. And we have had those moments, many of them, where we're seeing through different eyes than we usually see through, which is self-centeredness. We do. We have it a lot. A lot of times when you're in service or at a meeting, you get a free sample of what it's like to look differently or see differently. Yeah, well, that's just a free sample. There's a large possibility there. I had the same thing, if you don't mind. Relationships, significant relations did not bring out the best in me. Yeah, for a long time. Because at moments I would see the other, I would see the person as other. And then it would be adversarial. So I would feel like they're trying to fuck with me or do something. Yes. So the you and you and me didn't work. But then I was brought into this idea and I was able to have it land, which is us. Yeah. So the relationship I'm in, I'm not in it with just Amelia. Amelia and Paul make an us. That's bigger than Amelia and Paul. Yeah. And basically, we're both participating in this larger event called us. That suddenly worked. It's worked in my life where my relation, I, if, you were, if I was judging my ability to react or respond to a relationship, I'm at my best level in my life right now. That's mind-boggling, eh? That's very fucking cool. Because I needed to see it in a different way. When I was seen as you and me and her and him, it didn't work. I was afraid they were going to abandon me or something. When I see it as us, it works. Yeah. Now I needed the ability to see it. And that's what the program has given me. It gave me the ability to see things differently. Hallelujah. Instead of seeing the same old same in all the different things. Yeah, it's beautiful. So I've been under this effect. That's what I'm sharing. I'm not sharing a, a, a philosophical thesis. I'm sharing the effects of living under a, a new employer for 35 years. And, that, and it's a stark contrast to the old employer. Yeah. And I'm humbly, I have a respect that the old employer can keep appearing as the new employer. I can. It's fucking tricky. So I'm here just to point something out. If it works for you, great. If it doesn't, just feel the loving presence of the group conscience. Yeah? You'll be fed no matter what when you're here, hopefully. But if you've had a strong suspicion there's something going on, this may be a clear or apt description of that's something that's going on. And it's not of us. Yes? Yeah. Yeah, so the head manufactures a lot of misery through thoughts, yes? It does. You think about shit and it enlarges the shit, yeah? 
you you have such faith in the thoughts that will override your experience this moment. You'll be feeling an anxiety without any apparent threat. This is the power of thoughts being claimed as yours. Yeah. Yes. There's a huge difference between money and my money. I want everyone here to have a lot of money. I don't want any of you to have any of my money. Yeah. This sense of my changes everything that comes after it. This sense of my is infected with self, I feel. Yeah. You're, you're going to definitely get a self version of whatever comes after my. You just are. That's how it's going to work. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, anyone else, Rich? Thanks, Paul. Uh, no, there's no more questions. Well, I'm going to say goodbye. And hey, Mike, are you going to be here this afternoon, Mike? Stacy? I hope. He's, he's just disappeared away from his screen at the moment. I'll talk with him. But uh, yeah, we also have a meeting today at 4.30 uh, Pacific time, if you want to join in. It's not an AA-based or recovery-based, but it's definitely uh, about recovery, for sure. So, um, all right, let me say goodbye. Michael, Stacy, as always, Kerry, and a... And a a must, a must, nicer something before him. Very nice. All right. Steve H. Rich, as always. Thank you, Rich, for the service. Martin, Nikki. I don't know if I, I think I met Nikki before. If not, hello, Nikki. James Lebowski, Axel, Robert. Nice to see Robert in Kentucky. Joseph in France, Regina. Nice to see you, Regina. Dennis, James, Utah, Arizona. He doesn't know which one. Yeah, somewhere. Chris, Chris B. Thank you, Chris, for stirring up the pot, which is always good. Roman Mueller, as always. Mark S. Thank you for your attendance and presence, Mark. Emerson McGee. Nice to see you. Nina, as always, happy always to see Nina. Not Mina or Tina, but Nina. Gary C., thank you, Gary, for all the support and everything. Liana, I think I did a pretty good one there. V. Keith, up in Portland, nice to see you. We got Oliver in Berlin, always a pleasure to see Oliver. Uh, let me go to page two. Uh, I can't, won't let me go to page two. All right, here we go. We got Kathy in Cleveland, Catherine in Maine. We got a phone number, Fletch. Fletch, you can give me a call this week if you like. We can meet for a meeting. Probably, uh, yeah, just give me a ring. Uh, Paula, Laurie, be listening, great. We got Reed. Catherine, oh, we have Maine. We got, uh, let's see, John K. as always. Nice to see you. Keep Kathy from Cleveland. Annette, uh, an appearance, always nice. Hey, listen, everyone. Thank you so much for participating in this platform. I always 
hear it as good news. Yeah. So. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Thank, you. Thank you, Paul, Rich, and Michael. Thanks, Paul. Thank Thanks, everybody Thank who makes it happen.